Welcome back, loyal listeners, to the Real Japan Podcast, bringing you the latest headlines and newsworthy news topics from Japan. I am one of the hosts, Kenzo. And I am Ferg. And without further ado,、um, we will. Oh, yeah, we, we, we took the week off. Yep. Yeah, we were just,、uh, just chilling for a week, trying、uh, to work on other projects that we'll have coming your way relatively soon. So stay tuned for that. But we'll, of course, we'll let you know、um, once,、uh, once those are ready to go. And you can check those out as well. But、uh, yeah, so what have you been up to for the past week, man? Well, not a great deal. Although, as regular listeners are probably tired of hearing about, I have been experimenting with my diet over the past few months. Lately, one thing I wanted to mention to you is that obviously, as I've been paying more attention to the nutritional content of my food, I've、mm-hmm. found that some recipes I used to cook regularly are no longer suitable, too fatty to eat on a regular basis. For example, I used to always eat like gyoza because they're cheap, they're delicious,、yeah. and they're easy to make. So, you know, you can buy a big bag of them for a few hundred yen, fry them up in 10 minutes, and they're done.、Mm. They're super easy to have with rice or whatever, but. Found out they're, they're quite sort of fatty, as, as you might expect. So, I've been yeah, experimenting yeah. with more different recipes, adding more, more recipes to my repertoire so that I have more options, even healthy options as well. And this has meant I've been sort of getting into a bit more like Japanese cooking, been cooking a few more Japanese things, like、okay. more fish, you know, cooking like teriyaki and things like that, learning how Japanese flavors go together a bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it basically seems like everything is some combination of shoyu, like soy sauce, mirin, which is kind of like sweet, sweetened、uh, sake, sweetened rice wine, and then、yeah. like cooking sake. That's like the basis for everything. And then,、mm-hmm. depending on what the actual thing is, sometimes you add sort of like miso, like miso paste, or like ginger. Or, you know, sugar sometimes for teriyaki. Right, it's, right. You know, right. it's quite interesting. Lots of it is very kind of quick as well. And it means I've been cooking more fish than I have previously. Is there, um, because、uh, hmm. I'm not much of a cook myself. And you're not? You never <laughs> really cook. No, no. well, late, lately I've, I've been、hmm. trying to cook a scrambled egg. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dude. But,、uh, yeah. I'm just, so, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>、uh, but, but, yeah, with, with fish,、mm. like, what, what, what kinds of fish do you use? Because, yeah. I, I'm not too familiar with it, but is there like a significant、uh, price differential between different kinds of fish? I would imagine. Yeah, there is a big price differential. That is one thing, nice thing about living in Japan. I live in Nagano, which is actually a kind of landlocked prefecture and is not right, really well、right. known for eating seafood. But even so, when I go to the supermarket here, the selection of fish is generally much better than in the UK, I've found, even though the、mm-hmm. UK is an island nation and does also have a long tradition of eating fish. Still, very good selection of fish here in the supermarket. Yeah, fish and chips? Yes, sir, exactly.、Yeah. But. Yeah, probably one of my favorite kinds of fish to cook here is saba or mackerel. Oh,、it's, mackerel, yeah.、Mm, it's quite sort of oily and fatty, but I believe, I don't know much about these things, but I believe it's a lot of healthy fats in a lot of healthy oils in fish generally. Yeah, that's、And、the impression I get, yeah. Yeah, it's super easy to cook, you know, just sort of throw it in the pan. You can do it all kinds of ways. Like, like I was saying, you can do like a miso, miso ni kind of thing. You、mm-hmm. just put in your soy sauce, mirin, sake, a bit of miso, and a bit of ginger, and, and let it kind of boil in the pan for a bit. And that will be quite tasty.、Mm. 
Yeah, but I do eat all sorts. Probably salmon, so mackerel, salmon, and buri. I'm not 100% sure what the English is for buri. I think it's like yellowtail or something like that. Oh, it's called. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably my most common go tos. Okay. Salmon is a good one because you can use it in Western and Japanese. Yeah, that's cooking true. Yeah. A lot. So mm-hmm. it's versatile to have in the fridge and things. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Mm. yeah. You should do like a like a cooking show. Oh yeah, that would be all right, yeah, wouldn't on, it? On on the YouTube or something. We could have a, a special real Japan episode of Ferg's cooking. Yeah. Yeah, you could be the cooking, taste tester. Yeah. I I'm I'm down. <laughs> Good so stuff. That, that means I got that means I got to drive down there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or we could meet in a neutral location. <laughs> the demilitarized zone. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, how is how has your week been? Um me, I, I I've been I've been working on my car. Oh yeah. Mm. But it you know, just just like changing the wiper blades, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, because it's it's been getting rather hot lately. Mm, yeah, and I don't have a like a garage. Mm, mm. Like I ha- I have a parking spot. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's mm. not covered or anything, and it's certainly not enclosed, mm, mm. Uh, w- which is rather common in Japan. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's the mos- the heat and the mosquitoes. Mm. And yeah, it's just not a good time being outside. No, sir. Do you yeah. not like summer in Japan? I hate it. <laughs> I hate summer. I hate winter. But is is the work on your car? Is that specifically connected to the summer? Is that, or you're just saying because it's hot, it it's tough being outside doing it? Um. Well, well, you know, it's. Mm. It, it'll it'll be like I'll I'll look out the window and it's like a nice day, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. sunny. So I was like, mm. well, you know, I'll do the car stuff that I've been putting off. Oh, I see. Yep, yep. You know, but then it's like once mm. I get out there, it's just a bad time. Oh dear. Yeah, and and I I keep thinking oh, I wish I had a garage. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah. yeah. No, garages. I got a garage. It's handy. I'm jealous. Yeah, you can use it to keep all kinds of stuff in as well, like bikes and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really miss that. Mm. Uh, yeah, you got to be living somewhere pretty fancy in Tokyo to have a garage, haven't you? Unless you're in a really nice mansion or nice condo block that has a garage. You know, yeah, it, but huh? but then it's like you're sharing it with a bunch of other people, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's not the same really as having your own garage. And then the impression I get is like you're not mm. really supposed to work on your car in, in one mm. of those like condos, oh no, you know, you know yeah. parking structures. Yeah, like yeah, people get people don't like it for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, you're like yeah. turn tearing up your engine like next to their car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I apparently I mm. I looked into it before. Like mm. why? Like why don't people? Because you'll see some homes, mm. like not not like in the middle of like Tokyo, but um, like mm. like even here in Saitama, right? Like you'll you'll yeah. see homes with that have um, like if you just look at it driving down the street, you'll drive by a house, yeah, and it'll have a carport. Yes. Yeah. But it won't have like a proper garage. Yeah, that's interesting. Or oftentimes you see, yeah, they have, I suppose you might call it a carport, right? But where the house, like the lower floor of the house, there's like an opening where the garage would be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no like door or anything, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. And uh, I, I, Mm. I, I, I was thinking, why? Why do they not have garages? Yeah, I guess maybe lots of people that don't have cars in Tokyo, if that's a garage, 
Then, yeah. I mean, they could still use it for storage and things, but maybe they might prefer for it to be open. But like, instead of a garden, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. It just seems so odd to me. That, because yeah. there's, there's room for a garage, but yet they don't yeah. make one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I think part of it is... Mm. It, it's like a uh, like a zoning slash construction oh, do you issue. Think? Yeah, I, I mm. believe so. I, I'm mm. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that if you build like a real garage, yeah, then it's considered part of the home. Mm, yeah, like it's considered part of your floor area. Yeah, for like yeah. tax purposes. Oh, I see. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, essentially if if you make part if you make it open air, then mm. it's not considered like a room. Mm. So, it's not considered part of floor area and then your tax bill is lower. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not really sure what I would use it for, but it'd be great to have a pit in the garage as well. Don't you think? To get underneath oh, where, the where car. Where you can like go underneath. Yeah. Or like yeah. a lift. Yeah. 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 Well, I want a lift. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But I need a garage first. So, you know, one, <laughs> one, one, one thing at a time, I guess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, that's, that's been my week. Sounds good, man. Getting hotter. Spending some time outside working on the car, eh? Yes, it does. Damn mosquitoes, nothing. Mm-hmm. And like I use the bug spray, mm. and it kind of works, but yeah, like they, they always seem to find that one spot that you didn't spray, and they they get you right there. Yeah, I use the um, you know, the mosquito coils, like the oh yeah, yeah, things the that you burn, in- incense thingies. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's like you said though. Sometimes they're effective, sometimes not. Yeah, it's kind of hit hit or miss. Yes, sir. Oh, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty more mosquito complaints to come over the coming months as we spend the summer in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, shall we move on to the coronavirus roundup? Yep, let's do it. Well, we took, as we mentioned, we took last week off. So this is our first coronavirus roundup for two weeks, and sadly we have seen a bit of an increase in cases mm-hmm. during that time. I think it was heading in that direction, perhaps, when we had our last episode of The Real Japan. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of uh, trending back upward, I remember. Yes, sir. Uh, particularly in Tokyo and urban areas. So there were 25,912 confirmed cases as of July 20th, with 988 deaths. This marked an increase of 419 over the past 24 hours. There were 511 new cases over the 24 hours before that, and prior to that, in the week or so leading up, there were some days when it was sort of over 600 new cases. So this is a definite increase in cases. We saw in the past 24 hours, we've seen 168 new cases in Tokyo, which marks the 12th day of over 100 cases in a row, including a stretch of days around July the 16th and the 17th, when it was sort of 286, 293, 290, you know, so... So it never quite hit 300. No, but it was getting up there in triple yeah, digits. Yeah. Mm. In addition, we have also seen in the in the past 24 hours double-digit increases in a lot of major urban areas, you know, Osaka, Kyoto, Nagoya. However, as astute listeners might have picked up, this the most recent figure of 168 new cases in Tokyo, and I believe it was 188 before the yesterday. That does mark a slight decline from those highs that I talked about before. You know, figures hovering around 290 about a week ago. What do you think about that? Do you think it's just by chance, or do you think we are heading back on a downward trend? 
Um, it, and I have no concrete evidence to back this up, but it, mm. it I, I get the feeling that people are mm. are starting to get a bit worried. So they're maybe yeah. not going not going out as much again. Mm. You know, it's kind of that cycle. Yes. Yes. And then what what's probably going to happen is it's just going to keep mm. repeating this cycle. Like people are going to get scared. They're going to stay home. Yeah. And then the numbers go down. Yep. And then they're like, hey, party time. And then the numbers go back up. And then mm. it's just going to keep kind of oscillating, probably. Yeah, it does seem like, you know, really we need there to be a vaccine to make serious yeah, progress. Yeah, for it to like actually go away. Yeah. Mm. The Osaka City conducted um, tests on. They conducted 182 tests on people working in, you know, the, the sort of shopping area in uh, Minami area of Osaka City. Mm-hmm. The Hankagai, as they call it in Japanese. And worryingly enough, of those 182 tests conducted over the 16th to the 18th of July, they revealed a 19.2% infection rate, almost 20%. That is pretty wow. high. Mm. Um, also, Yoshihida Suge, Suga, sorry, who is the chief cabinet secretary, and he's going to be coming back later in this episode. He called on police this past week to conduct thorough on-site checks of nightclubs and other sort of um, night nighttime establishments. He specifically called out cabaret clubs and host clubs, for example. To, and the mm. point of these checks is to ensure that they're taking precautions against the virus. We have mentioned this before, but it does seem that the so-called yorinomachi, the nightlife, particularly sort of, yeah. you know, sexy bars and things, and host host bars and hostess bars, are being singled out. And there's a lot of focus on those kind of establishments as a potential place where the coronavirus is spreading. Yeah, unfortunately, just the uh, the nature of the business, mm. you know, there's um, close contact. I guess would be the uh, yeah the word. Yeah, even though there's no like direct contact, but people are sitting mm. rather close together. So yeah, flirting and things. Yeah, poor ventilation. Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly conducive to social distancing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Although, as we've said, I have my doubts. I think maybe they are being unfairly... I think they're an easy target because of a lot of sort of underlying resistance to the idea of those kind of establishments anyway. Yeah, they're they're seen as shady regardless. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot easier to focus on them as opposed to, you know, companies where perhaps people are working in crowded offices until midnight. Right, right. Spending mm-hmm. all day in meetings and things as well. Anyway, the uh, there has interestingly enough in the past couple of weeks there has also been quite a lot of focus in the Japanese press about the spread of coronavirus among U.S. military personnel in Okinawa. Mm, there, yeah, yeah. It turns out that the most recent figure I saw was that 139 personnel have been infected since July 7th, so that's already a little bit behind. But this includes more than 70 cases at Fitema. Uh, base of Tenma Station in Okinawa. There are also concerns that approximately 46 US military personnel left their bases before their coronavirus infections were confirmed. So before, Uh. you know, having their positive test results confirmed, potentially infecting the local population. As a result... Um, mm. Would that mean that Mm. uh, the... The, the the service members are infected with like the 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 US slash European strain. Presumably, if there are different strains, then presumably, yeah, it could be a strong possibility, couldn't it? Because yeah, because supposedly that that one's a, mm. a bit more dangerous, mm. or or so. Yeah, know, or so, aggressive. So, some mm. of the theories say. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it does seem that way. As a result of this. 
PCR tests, coronavirus testing, will now be man- man- mandatory for all military personnel arriving in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's probably a good idea. Mm. And just finally, because I read this interesting article, which I think you'll like, about the coronavirus. So this article mm. was on the uh, Asahi newspaper English website. So interesting, interested web listeners can go and have a look. But it's about exactly how the Tokyo Metropolitan Government compiles their coronavirus numbers. That's <laughs> interesting, okay. What happens is the individual doctors in their surgeries, they fax reports on new coronavirus patients to the public health centers in their jurisdiction. Oh, God. Kenjo, as they're known in Japanese. Yeah, there's 31 of these public health centers in Tokyo. Then the public health, then workers at the public health centers, they manually kind of black out all the personal information. Well, with like a pen? With a pen. On these reports. Oh, they send a new report for each patient as well. So, Okay. And then these 31 public health centers in Tokyo, they fax their sheets for each new patient to the Metropolitan Government Building by 9 a.m. in the morning. And then after 9 a.m. in the morning, the workers at the Metropolitan Government go over these reports that have been faxed through, confirming details with, you know, sort of calling back the public health centres and confirming any details that they might need to. Then they prepare press press releases and maybe they rush the figures to some senior figures such as, you know, Yuriko Kuika would be the obvious one. Right. And after all that, the public gets a number around the afternoon which is why you know if you watch japanese news during the day for example you might see in the afternoon the number flash up saying like the number of new cases in tokyo mm-hmm, mm. um, and that will happen around the afternoon it has attracted a bit of controversy because it turns out that there's a three-day delay so the numbers we've been getting for tokyo have been three days old basically oh really yeah yeah because, because the news always makes it, they mm. always say the number of cases yesterday yeah, was exactly. blah, blah, mm. blah. Exactly, yes. Yes. The, um, yes, you're right. So there is, the Tokyo numbers do come out a little bit earlier than the numbers for the rest of Japan. But uh, as it turns out, the number that's reported, say, for the 20th or whatever, actually reflects yeah. the number of cases for, like, I suppose it'll be the 18th, perhaps, 17th or 18th. So it is the... fake news. <laughs> Dude. Well, just because of the delay it takes. Liars. The, the doctors sending it to the public health centres and then the health centres blacking out the personal information and then forwarding it to the metropolitan government. Oh, it's so, like, mm. the, the faxing and mm. the, the black highlighter mm. are what takes three days? Yes, exactly, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, we're dealing with a global pandemic, but it's okay because everyone's fax machine is working. Oh. Oh. So instead of, you know, creating some kind of database or something that doctors can access and update, the uh, you know, everyone's just faxing their reports everywhere. Well, probably part of the problem, or mm. I would say maybe the problem is that mm. a lot of the doctors are maybe they're older gentlemen mm. or gentlewomen, mm. and uh, they don't know how to operate a computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, certainly, yeah. Yeah, think, I'm, mm. I'm sure that's part of the reason why. And, and mm. even if the doctors can, the, the people on the other end... Mm. Yeah. Might not be too familiar with computers. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, well, it's okay. I mean, despite this, it does seem that somehow Japan is doing better than other countries on the whole, certainly in the West. Yeah, Although, yeah. as we've talked about many, many times, there could be many different reasons for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But oh, right. uh, yeah, we're uh, we're hanging in there, I guess. And we certainly are. Yeah. Shall we move on to our main stories? Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll switch off to me. Mm. My main story is something that might be near and dear to your heart. Okay. But uh, there was a a poll was conducted mm-hmm. recently, mm. and the results were released uh, this past Monday regarding the uh, public opinion regarding the Olympics mm. that are going to be held next year. 100% support for the Olympics, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe in in your little world, <laughs> but the, uh, the the general public does mm. not seem to be too enthusiastic anymore. Oh, uh, which, which is understandable, right? We got this mm. whole <clears throat> pandemic going on, mm. but the the numbers mm. are that so they, they ask people whether they are in favor of the Olympics. Mm. being held as currently scheduled, so beginning about a year from now. Yep. That was choice one. The mm. second choice was, should it just be straight up canceled? And the third choice was, mm. should it be postponed? Like, again, maybe like another year. Yep. Or whatever the case may be. Mm. And the number, the percentage of respondents saying that it should go ahead as planned Mm. was 23.9. Yikes, not very high at all. Yeah, so about a quarter of people are still okay with it going ahead Mm -hmm. uh, starting a year from now. False news, surely. Yeah. And the number of people saying it should be straight up cancelled was 33.7. Yeah, so th- one in three people want Yikes. to cancel the Olympics. Oh, no. Yeah. And then kind of the, the mm. middle-of-the-road approach, you know, should it be postponed, mm. um, was 36.4. Mm. So just marginally the more popular, but still. Yeah. It's probably within mm. the – I don't think they mentioned the mm. – the margin of error, but mm. yeah, yeah, they don't say the margin of error, which I think is a story in and of itself with these Japanese statistics. But mm. uh, yeah, basically, a third of people want to cancel it, a third of people uh, mm. want to postpone it, and a quarter of people uh, are still okay with it. Oh no! What do you think? What's your personal opinion, and what do you think they are going to end up doing? My personal opinion is we mm. shouldn't even be doing this in the first place. Dude, it's <laughs> the Worldwide Festival of Sport. I I am Mr. Anti-Olympic. Oh, no. But um, mm. realistically, it's, they're probably just going to steamroll ahead. Yeah. Like, there, there, there's no There's no backing out at this point, man. Yeah, we have talked about this. I mean, it does seem like the Japanese government sort of modus operandi. Like, for example, with the nuclear power stations, constitutional changes, uh, etc., is to, yeah, like you said, steamroll ahead, despite what the public think. If they, once they decide to get behind something, yeah, they basically yeah. just go ahead and do it. I think the only case... Mm that I can imagine where it would actually get postponed slash canceled mm. was if, uh, well, they say they're going to make a final, you know, and I use air quotes when I say mm. final decision, because obviously if mm. things get real bad then they'll have no choice, but to postpone mm. or cancel. But mm-hmm. the, the, they, they say that they're not going to make any decisions, uh, this year. Mm. So any any final decision is going to be made from next January onward. Yikes, so we have a long time to wait. We're going to be on tenterhooks waiting all that time. Yeah. And uh, mm. 
yeah, the only way I can see that it would it would actually get pushed back or canceled was if things are significantly worse mm. than they are now. Yeah. Uh, come January or February. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I think at worst it'll be about where it is now. It's just kind of going to kind of keep going back and forth. I suppose the problem is that what if like coronavirus is sort of by that point under control in some places and not under control in other places, you know, like for example, let's just say, say there's, you know, some random country, country a, I don't want to name a specific country, but (laughs) country U. well, we'll call it USA to keep it anonymous. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, I mean, I think there there could be a good chance that it'll be under control in the US by that time. But I mean, some other country that I hasn't been affected I'm, I'm too badly. Optimistic. Oh, oh, well, but then is it possible to say hold the Olympics without that particular country being involved? Mm, I, yeah, or I suppose I they could know, man. just test the athletes and not allow spectators from that particular country? It's... Well, yeah, it, mm. yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that because that that is one of the mm. the things that they're considering mm. is they'll have all athletes at the very least they'll have all athletes and delegation members um, mm. at the bare minimum be tested before they mm. leave their country. Yeah, yeah, and and they'll have to. Um, upon entering Japan, they'll have to present documentation that pro- that proves that they're not infected. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, at the very least, that's something they're going to be doing. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I mean, there is that. It's better than nothing, surely. Mm, mm. Yeah. The support is certainly falling, isn't it? We have mentioned before that my own personal feeling has gone from being very positive to yeah. somewhat cautious. Uh-huh. It's yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, and and mm. I, I also get the impression that people aren't against the Olympics per mm. se. Mm-hmm. They're just, they just feel that we have bigger fish to fry right now. Yes. And that the m- money and resources and mm. that all that kind of thing should be concentrated on dealing with uh, the COVID and not the Olympics. Exactly, yes. I mean, certainly whether it goes ahead or not, it's difficult to imagine the Olympics in its original kind of form of you know, all this money being thrown around, sponsors, TV rights, construction of new stadiums and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that sort of big, flashy sort of event is going to feel very out of place, even if coronavirus is under control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one one thing mm. that, uh, sorry, it's just kind of going back to the mm. the coronavirus roundup, but uh, mm. whatever happened to Tokyo Alert? Oh, Tokyo what Alert. That? That's a good question. I think they are in the highest level of Tokyo Alert at the moment, but it seems to have kind of been brushed under the rug a little bit. <laughs> like no one seems to care about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. After they made that big fuss. Yeah, yeah. About um, the the Rainbow Bridge was red, exactly, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, the Tokyo Capitol building was red. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh no, exactly. Yeah, because that is that the time there were maybe it was like forty or not maybe not even that many cases a day. Mm, yes, exactly, exactly. Right, and yeah. and they they were all tripping out and this Tokyo Alert thing, and then they. Then mm. it went down to like single digits, mm. and they canceled the alert. Yeah, and now it's like two, three hundred people a day, but there's no—they don't really talk about that. Yes, exactly, exactly. 
So, so all the more, it begs the question: What, what is it? What does it mean? Mm. Yes, I think. <laughs> yes, I think their well, their priority, I think, is sort of getting the economy back on track. At the moment, oh, yeah, yeah, and it seems like they were happy yeah. to declare a Tokyo alert when it wasn't really affecting the economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now that it might affect the economy, it's sort of become slightly less. You know, focus is placed on that alert. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. It does say just too quickly, um, sort of while you're speaking there, I just sort of looked up an article on Reuters. Uh I'm just going to quote from that now. The infection rate in Tokyo is at stage red, the highest of four levels in the metropolis's system, Koike said, citing the analysis by health experts who cautioned earlier in the day that infections were going up quite a bit and exceeding peaks. Okay. (laughs) So we know it's at (laughs) stage red, but we don't know what that means. Yeah, what does it mean? Certainly, I haven't heard of any sort of, um, you know, re reclosing businesses or anything like that. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think I don't mm. think they're going to be doing that. No, they can't. Mm. Yes. Um. Uh, more, more, more so than anything, I think it's, it's a it's a money issue. Like they they don't have mm. any more money to yes. Because the first time around, they asked the businesses to close, but they gave them mm. some money to hold them over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but now they can't they can't do that because all all the money's gone. Mm, so exactly. it's uh, yeah, they're kind of screwed. Like yes, sir. their hands are tied, basically. Yes, sir. But in any case, that is uh, yeah, mm. the Olympics not looking good. Although it'll probably go ahead mm. in, in some form. Yes, yes. Hopefully not behind closed doors, like sort of TV only. That would be a shame because yeah, the that the is a possibility. Does. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, well, hope for the best. Yes, sir. So this so will move on to what you got in store for us. Okay, so today I want to talk about the fiasco that is the go-to travel campaign. Go-to. Yes, sir. So I'm sure listeners that follow News in Japan closely will be aware of this campaign, but for those listeners who perhaps do not keep up so closely with the News in Japan, the go-to travel campaign is a, a campaign whereby in an attempt to cover some of the loss of tourism revenues, from the fallen inbound tourists, the government is basically subsidizing travel by residents of Japan. So people living in Japan can travel around Japan and that travel will be subsidized by the government. The yep. government will provide basically vouchers and discounts for up to 50%, up to half of the cost of domestic tours and travel. Uh, this is split down in terms of, you know, 35% in initial discounts and the remaining 15% in coupons for, you know, food, shopping and other is, is there activities any at travel destinations. To that? So, the up, well, this is a good question, part of the fiasco. The upper limit is 20,000 yen per person per night, although it seems like there is no okay. limit on the number of people or the length of the stay. Right, so you could right, take a right. month's holiday somewhere and be subsidized quite a significant amount of money. Mm, okay. Now, hopefully there's a few listeners scratching their heads already because we're in the midst of a global pandemic and the government is encouraging people to travel around the nation as if that won't help spread coronavirus. Yeah. And just to make matters worse, they originally planned to launch this campaign around August in time for the Obon holidays, which is a a popular holiday here in Japan where many people take time off work. And, you know, traditionally people go and visit their hometowns. So, you know, people yeah, go visit travel. Their, their uh, dead relatives. 
Yes, yes. You know, pay their respects at the graves yeah. of their relatives. And so this is a popular time for people to travel around the country anyway. But the government, in fact, brought this campaign forward by a good month or so, just in time for a nice four-day weekend in July. You know, so in case they were worried that they, the coronavirus situation might be under control by then, they decided to bring it forward just so they could make sure that it clashes with coronavirus. Yep. And obviously, bad timing aside, this is expected to cost a huge amount of money. In total, almost 1.4 trillion yen, just a little bit less than 14 billion US dollars. And by comparison, so in this supplementary budget, that approved this spending on the campaign. The amount that the government approved to be allocated to the medical system, to strengthening the medical system and preventing the spread of coronavirus was 670 billion yen, or about 6.7 billion US dollars, a little bit less. So less than half the amount they're planning to spend on the go-to travel campaign. Wow. Yes, sir. At least they got their priorities straight. <laughs> yes, sir. And unsurprisingly, the public has generally responded with a mixture of confusion and opposition to this idea and resistance to this idea. An Asahi Shimbun survey uh, showed that 74% of voters oppose this campaign broken down into 70% of males and 77% of females. Mm -hmm. And just in a sort of um, connected note, just 32% of respondents gave a high evaluation to the government's response to the coronavirus compared with 38% in June. So their sort of approval, the, pop, the um, Japanese people's approval of the government's handling of the coronavirus situation seems to have gone down, perhaps as a result of this go-to travel fiasco. Uh, there was also an online petition saying that the government should cancel the go-to campaign, the go-to travel campaign, and instead donate the money that they would have spent on it to medical institutions and uh, Kyushu, which, as we talked about in our last episode, has been hit recently by heavy rainfall. Yeah, and flooding. Yeah. This petition, as of July 16th, so a good almost a week ago as we record, about five days ago, had gathered over 100,000 signatures. The government, in the face of all this opposition, right before the launch of the campaign, um, on Thursday last week, I think they're actually officially launching it tomorrow, Mm -hmm. So less than a week before it was set to launch, the government suddenly decided to exclude trips to and from the Tokyo area from this travel campaign because of, as we mentioned in the coronavirus, the spike in, in cases in Tokyo. Yeah. You know, despite... So obviously this has caused a huge amount of confusion. Many people in Tokyo planned trips, I'm sure. And the, because of this, the government has sort of wavered again and is now, in the past day or so, it, they haven't made an official announcement, but uh, Fumio Kishida, who is, you know, a high-ranking LDP politician, the sort of policy chief of the LDP, yeah, uh, the ruling, yeah. that's the ruling party, sorry. He appeared on an NHK program and as part of the discussion then on that program, he suggested that the government may uh, consider paying cancellation fees suffered by people living in Tokyo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, which just seems wasteful to sort of announce this big campaign and say, oh, no, actually, you can't. You can't go. We'll pay all the cancellation fees connected with. Yeah, yeah. Any cancellation uh, suffered as a result of the decision to exclude Tokyo. Apparently there's going to be a press conference today as we record on Tuesday the 21st to announce a decision on this. So 
we don't know what the official policy is there, but it seems like they're going to pay, or uh, they're at least considering paying the cancellation fees. Mm-hmm. Um, th- you know, even despite that, there are still concerns that people will be going and basically staying in hotels near Tokyo, so as close as they can get while still getting a uh... discount and going in for day trips. Obviously, right, there are right, right. a lot of big attractions in Tokyo for people that live outside the capital city. Although, fun mm. fact, Tokyo Disneyland mm. is not in Tokyo. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. In good old Chiba. Yep, it's in Chiba, which is right next door. Mm. And it's, it's a short train ride from Tokyo, but mm. it's called Tokyo Disneyland, so I think a lot of people would assume it's in Tokyo. Yeah. But it's actually not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, so who knows, maybe trips to Tokyo Disneyland will still be eligible for, for the full discount. It should be, because it's not in Mm. Tokyo. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, you know, we might be saying, okay, well, why are they pressing ahead with this, with this sort of big a campaign to get people to travel around Japan, this huge expensive campaign just seems like a total fiasco. Why are they pushing ahead with it at this time? Seems like there might be some kind of political maneuvering behind the scenes, which might be the reason why. Oh, yeah. So apparently, uh, Yoshihide Suga, who I mentioned before, he is the chief cabinet secretary, and there's been a lot of suggestion that the Abe might be the sort of Abe administration might be considering him as the potential successor to Abe. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, basically, he Suga he has been really pushing for the campaign to be brought forward. Apparently, because you know, kids have in particular have missed a lot of school because mm-hmm. of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and they might need to go back to school in August to make up for this time lost. So that means that maybe people won't be travelling as much as they expected to, or they would in normal years during the Obon holiday in August. Right. So they decided to bring it forward to catch this four-day weekend so that people can travel. But yeah. that aside, he has sort of... It, uh, according to what I've read, it does seem that he has been more sort of, how would you put it? He's been more negative toward anti-coronavirus measures or more sort of uh, considering the economic side of the equation. You know, whereas some people might be more focused on getting the virus under control at the cost <laughs> yeah, of the economy. Some people are more focused on uh, saving lives. <laughs> but uh, he only cares about the money. Well, he's been focusing, you know, on sort of the potential economic impact and balancing that with obviously some yeah, measures yeah, yeah. to combat the virus. But, you know, he, he has been pressing that side of the equation, the economic, you know, being cautious about the economic impact of coronavirus. Right. But he was sort of maybe uh, pushed out in the cold, I guess, or sort of a little bit out of favour. You know, uh, but what happened was that the Abino masks uh, policy seems to have been more Another or less a failure. Policy idea. Yeah, yeah, the policy to send two masks to every household in Japan, which I've been looking out for people wearing other. I do wear mine, but I've been looking out for people wearing their masks every time I've been out to the supermarket or wherever, and I've never seen anyone else wearing. Yeah, me neither. The, the masks sent out by the government. He. Uh, so that that failed, the or or has been negatively received. The also, as we mentioned, every uh, person in Japan got like a special one-off payment of one hundred thousand yen to help them get through the coronavirus. About a thousand bucks. Exactly. However, the original plan was to give three hundred thousand yen to families to households who had sort of seen a significant drop in their household income. Mm-hmm. And this 
plan was sort of scrapped. A little bit of an embarrassment for the government because they, you know, changed pace or changed tack. So as a result of the failure of these um, these policies, which had been pushed by different sort of factions in the party, the Abe government again turned to Suga, you know, turned back to him. He was kind of brought in from the cold as a potential successor to Abe. Right. Mm. You know, this could partly because Suga, when he was pushed out into the cold, he might have been getting closer to Shigeru Ishiba, which is Abe's arch rival within the party. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's quite a popular politician and potentially he could be the next prime minister after Abe. Yeah, could be. Yeah. So, you know, it seems that in light of the, basically in light of the failure of a number of other policies or, or negative, um, the way they were negatively received by the public, it seems that politicians in general within the LDP sort of have started looking again to to Suga and, and thinking that his uh, approach of balancing measures against the coronavirus with economic measures might increase support for the LDP in the long run. Yeah, that's that's certainly the uh, hmm. the the first thought that popped into my head. Yeah, that 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 they're pushing so hard for people to travel because. Hmm. I think historically, the LDP, a lot of their support comes from more of the non-metropolitan areas. Mm, yeah, the, yeah. The rural areas. And yeah. so if you, basically, they're trying to pump up the economy where their their base is politically. Yeah, yeah. But, and so, so, you know, getting people to travel and then spend money, pump up mm. the economy and boost exactly. their support with boost their support with their base and since young people don't vote mm. generally speaking in this country yeah um if, if as long as you can get good turnout with your your base of kind of older rural voters mm. old farmers it's a, mm. it's a pretty good way to maintain your grip on uh, power yes sir so it could well be that suga is looking to kind of build a legacy for the post-Abbe years. You know, yeah. maybe he's already thinking about how the public is going to be viewing him and his efforts once, you know, after Abbe steps down as leader of the LDP, the yeah. ruling party. Yeah. However, so, you know, Sugam perhaps is one of the main political figures pushing this initiative, but... Why particular? Why in particular travel instead of you know subsidies for businesses and and other initiatives, which there which there are also, but you know why is there so much focus on this travel campaign? Why is the scale of this travel campaign so large in comparison to other initiatives? Well, have you ever heard the name Toshihiro Nikkei? Uh, I don't think so. So good old Toshihiro Nikkei, he is 81 years old and he is the Secretary General of the LDP, the ruling political party, Abe's party. Okay. It just, also, just so also happens that he is the Chairman of the All Nippon Travel Agents Association. Ah, so the circle is now complete. This circle is now complete. And of course, as you might expect, According to what I have read, he is very close to none other than Yoshihide Suga. All right, time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've discovered our, our culprit. Yes, sir. So, uh, good old Toshihiro Niko Nikai. He has apparently, it seems, he's been pushing very heavily behind the scenes for the government to promote this initiative. And interestingly enough, if you actually look into the way the GoTo Travel campaign works, it encourages people mm -hmm. to go through travel agents rather than just booking travel themselves, as many young people do these days. Yeah. The reason being that if you go through a travel agent, you can get a kind of set 
and you get a discount on like you know your accommodation and your travel whereas okay. if you just book yourself and you book the accommodation and then you book your travel separately you your travel will not be eligible for a discount only your accommodation oh yeah so basically people That's are being encouraged to use travel agents and go on these kind of set tours yeah yeah so so if you go mm. if you get a package deal mm. yes then the entire package is like is part of the you get a refund on the entire package whereas if yes. you do it yourself like if you drive there and get a hotel yes you you only get a refund on the hotel exactly exactly yes oh so if you drive if you get the plane if you get the bullet train the shinkansen right a, or a long haul bus or anything if you book that that travel yourself separately it will not be eligible for the discount so basically although you can mm. get a discount on the room and that's cool but exactly you're yes. you're all, in a way you're kind of forced almost to get a package deal yes yes exactly like if, yes. If, if you want to get the full benefit of the program exactly yes it would not make sense mm. not to get a package deal because you know you're essentially throwing away that discount on the travel if you do not get a package deal Man, that's shady as hell dude <laughs> shady as hell is it any surprise we've been doing this podcast for a while <laughs> i guess I think it's rare where it's so in your face, like <laughs> exactly. Usually, and they're they're a little bit more low key about uh, screwing over the public, you know. Yes, sir. Well, and just just before we sort of let loose our criticism, just want to throw in one additional factor into the mix here. So, originally, all of this, the administrative work connected with this. Uh, project the go-to travel project was they did they yeah. planned to sort of outsource it all all in one go to some external company however oh god <laughs> well however the, this again <laughs> however you know there's the recent scandal as i'm sure you're alluding to with the dentsu and the service design engineering council yeah um you know, interested listeners can go back and listen to those episodes, but basically public opinion has turned against these sort of huge, this huge outsourcing of projects in this manner, making a lot of uh, profit for middlemen, basically not adding any value. So yeah. as a result of that, they decided to split it into smaller, um, they decided to split up the project into smaller parts. So they'd have maybe like one part focus more on the tourism one part focus more on like restaurants or whatever on and one part on like travel, you know, and the tourism section of it, they are going to outsource it. The the administrative work for the tourism um, part of this project, which the total value of that administrative work, the contract is about 190 billion yen, about 1.9 billion us dollars. And, Mm -hmm. They have decided who to outsource it to. And it is an organization called the Tourism Industry Joint Proposal Body, I suppose you would say, is my rough English translation of the name of this body. And this body comprises three organizations. So there's three organizations have made up this body and the body submitted a proposal and won the bid. And the organizations making up this body are the All Nippon Travel Agents Association. That's Toshihiro Nikai's organization. Uh, That's your boy right there. (laughs) Yep. The Japan Association of Travel Agents and the Japan Tourism Travel and Tourism Association. So basically he outsourced it to himself? Yes. He pushed... The guy pushed the government <laughs> to launch this crazy initiative, which has been a complete disaster, totally poorly timed, 
atrocious idea and timing, expensive, just not needed at all right now. And, and then he outsourced it to himself. Then he outsourced all the work to himself. The whole scheme is designed in such a way that, you know, you're basically getting not getting the full benefit unless you go through a travel agent. Unless you go through him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, so... I mean, this is just... Like... I don't want to... To sort of stereotype or be too cynical. And I know this kind of thing goes on all the time in other countries. But there's something about this. This just seems so Japanese to me. The way poorly thought out, kind of behind-the-scenes political wrangling, kind of pork-barrel politics, and even yeah. down to the fact that it has this strange English name, go-to travel. It's just... <laughs> the whole thing is awful. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I, one thing I thought was mm. funny was... Uh, I, I don't remember who it was, but... Mm. One of the opposition hmm. lawmakers yeah. called it the uh, the Goto campaign. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because yeah. if if uh, for listeners that aren't familiar with uh, with Japanese, hmm. so Goto right in English is G O T O. Yeah, but that's also if you if you read it in ja if you read it as a Japanese word, yeah. it says Goto. Which mm. means um, robbery, I think. Oh, armed, yeah. armed robbery. Yeah. Yeah, so he called it the Goto campaign, which I thought was pretty right. clever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not too far yeah. from the truth. No, no. Yeah, this guy's stealing everyone's money. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially the whole paying for people's cancellation fees in Tokyo is like, of, of course, you know, I do agree that people. People in Tokyo who have booked uh, travel believing that they would be eligible for this campaign and are suddenly told that they're not. I don't think it's fair to expect them to shoulder the whole cost. But Yeah, but then the, the whole I think the whole point is it, mm. this shouldn't have happened in the first place. Exactly. It's just so yeah. wasteful. And it is a total waste of taxpayers' money. Yeah. You know, it yeah. should have been better thought out from the start. And really, the timing is atrocious too. It should have been, they should have been looking to implement such a scheme at least in a year's time or so. Yeah. Or, or I mean, at the very least, mm. waiting until the, the initial scheduled date, which is about a month from now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that was one of the major factors with this, the public opinion anyway. Mm, yes. Like it, like people just are, are like, why, <laughs> like, why did they push it up? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know, are, are you gonna capitalize on the, on the go-to campaign? Mm, that is a very good question. I had no plans to travel and to be honest the coronavirus is a large part of that i feel a little bit uncomfortable yeah. if it's still if the campaign is still going on um you know in six months time or so i may well consider it yeah is, is there any restriction mm. on uh, like how far you have to travel oh that is a good question like you know could I, mean? I just go to a local place down the road yeah, you just you know, mm. kind of a change of scenery, you know, just go stay at like a hotel close by for for a night or something. Like, is that yeah. is that okay? I haven't looked into that. That's a very good point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I could do that. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that might be a, mm. a relatively safe, you know, kind of fun way to maybe take advantage of it because I mean yeah. you're already paying for it, so with, yeah, with your taxes, so you <laughs> yeah, might as well make true. use of it. Yeah. yeah. So, would you consider doing that? Will you be taking any sort of travel to more distant places in Japan? No more Okinawa trips. Oh man, no, no more. <laughs> no more. No more airplanes for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I thought it'd be cool if mm. just to go somewhere close. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, certainly. I mean, to be honest, though, I can't remember the last time I ate out. I've had takeaway, but... Oh, really? Yeah. I've been... I don't know, just the the feeling of sort of being uncomfortable with doing that kind of thing at present is... Yeah. Yeah, Mm. I've I've gone to my my local place, Mm, mm. you know, just a handful of times. Mm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but I usually go kind of later on in the evening. So yeah, there aren't, there aren't too many other customers there. So it's just yeah. me and cause, cause I, hmm. I, I know the people that work there. So mm. it's just kind of us hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you know, relatively speaking a bit safer than just yeah. sitting with a bunch of random people. Oh yeah. Certainly more so than squeezing into some crowded ramen shop, you know, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And sort yeah. of sitting elbow to elbow with someone you don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess by about mm. this time next week, we'll mm. probably have more detailed info on uh, what's what's going on with the GoTo campaign. Yeah, this story is still ongoing, and as I mentioned before, a lot of it is just sort of unsettled, undetermined at the moment. Yeah. Which, of yeah. course, is all part of the fiasco, but... Right, yes, we yeah. should have so more. They, they did not think this one through. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. Well, it's uh, been a little bit over an hour, so... Yeah. Might, uh, might be a good place to call it. Okay, that sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, so you can find us on our socials which is uh instagram and twitter mm. our handle is real japan guys and we got a website which is uh thereal.jp or you can also email us at mail at thereal.jp and find this podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify yes sir And we will uh, see you all back here again next week. Goodbye, listeners. Bye-bye.